welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, last week, Pastor Rob preached a message called Hot Mike. Was there anybody here for that? You're here for that message? Saying, yeah, praise God for that message. That every word you speak is being recorded by God. Whether you thought he heard it or knew he heard it, every word that comes out of your mouth, you will be held accountable. And so let's be careful with the words that come out of our mouth. Pastor Rob then kind of said, hey, we're, we're just going to turn this into a series. And uh, leading up to Miracle Offering this weekend, we get to talk about not just the words that come out of our mouth, but what God hears also is our thoughts and our thought life, our motives and our intentions. And so if last week was hot mic, uh, he already said it, then, then this week's going to be hot thoughts. And next week we've got Miracle Offering. And uh, he called it Hot Pockets. So praise God for Hot Pockets. And uh, the idea is that you're held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth, held accountable for every thought you think, and you're held accountable for everything that God has given you to steward. And praise God. We're going to go to Psalms chapter 139. Uh, but think about this first. In the book of Isaiah, it says, uh, the, the words that are coming out of your mouth f- sound like you're close to me, but your heart's are far from me. I don't want to be the Christ follower that speaks as if I'm close to God, but my heart is really far from him. My thoughts are really far from him. And so the goal of this message is for us to realize that our thoughts matter. God hears us. And, and I, I just we believe that as you think, so you are. Who you are at the depth of your being is a lot of what's happening in your mind. In Psalms chapter 139, let's read this together. Uh, and then we're going to 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Both of these scriptures are written by King David. Psalm 139 verse 1 says, O Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Even before I say it, you know it. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Verse 17. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Before we talk about our thoughts, get an understanding of what God thinks about you. His unconditional love towards you. How precious are his thoughts towards you? You might not think it possible because of your history, because of your past, because of your shortcomings, because of what you've done, or the family that you were raised in, or your pedigree, or your education, or the things that have happened to you. You may not think that his thoughts, the God of the universe, his thoughts towards you would be precious, but they are. And how many thoughts has he, has he thunk about you? More than the grains of sand on this earth. God is thinking about you. Precious thoughts. He loves you. Before we talk about our thoughts, we're talking about God's thoughts. We'll continue reading. If I would count all the thoughts, they're more than the sand. I awake and I'm still with you. Verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. 
and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And now to 1 Chronicles 28, verses 9 and 10. And this is David getting ready. King David, the lion and bear killer, the Goliath killer, the one who conquered the Philistines, the one who killed his tens of thousands, uh, the one whose heart was after God, and he's getting ready to die. And he's passing on this wisdom to his son. And you think on a deathbed or knowing that time is running short, you pay attention to the words that come out of a person's mouth, especially King David. What is he going to tell his son as he passes off this kingdom to the next generation? He says these words, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. Serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Be careful now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. The title of this message was titled by Pastor Rob, Hot Thoughts. Let's pray one more time. Lord, we thank you for your presence that is in this room. And I believe that there will be breakthrough before this service is over. For everybody in this room and everybody walking, or watching online, Lord, there will be breakthrough in people's minds, in their thoughts. There will be newfound freedom because of the word of God that will be preached. Lord, we pray that I would just be a vessel of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, you would speak to each and every heart. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. We were, uh, just a few weeks ago, we were, uh, Pastor Rob, myself, some of our pastors, Pastor Justin, Pastor Darren Lee, we were uh, in Phoenix and we were sharing with um, over 200 people, all from different churches, churches in the Assemblies of God, teaching a generosity accelerator. Pastor Rob has talked about this and uh, teaching them how we do kingdom builders and teaching them the generous heart that we have as a church. Generosity is also one of our values and it's woven in the fabric of everything we do. And uh, we were sharing an update that we just did with our giving. And if you're here last week, you heard it, but we just, at our church, we just gave the ability for people to give cryptocurrency. And uh, a couple couple snickers here through the room. <clears throat> but when we when we were teaching and saying this to pastors in Phoenix, uh, there, was, there was probably more chuckles than that and, uh, and just people kind of smiling. And it was as if some of those pastors and leaders were like, you're allowing people to give monopoly money? This is, uh, you know, cryptocurrency is not like a real thing. Like that's not, you know, that's not like a real thing. And uh, we're teaching like, no, no, there are people like it cashes the same. Like, I mean, you can, like it's, it, it cashes as real money. This is not, you know, I was at the park the other day with my three-year-old Ivy and uh, we were playing a uh, cafe and she was serving up some, uh, some fake drinks and, uh, you know, some fake treats and I was paying in wood chips. And you would have thought when we announced uh, to, to these pastors that, uh, 
hey, we've allowed people to be able to give uh, cryptocurrency, and now hundreds of thousands of dollars has been given already, which, praise God, we don't speculate on it. We've decided just like stocks, we sell it immediately, and we fuel the kingdom of God. But you would have thought that, that opening the opportunity for cryptocurrency is like paying with wood chips. It's just crazy. The reason I'm telling this story is because, not just to give people the update, but just uh, because I'm thinking that sometimes we think that our actions and what we can see with our physical eyes, that's the real stuff. That's what God's really paying attention to. All the, the, the actions that I do, the, the, where I go, and, and, and the words that I speak, like what Pastor Rob taught last week. The words that I speak, that's what really matters. But my thoughts, that's just, that's just within me. And so, so that, that's the secret place. That's, that, that doesn't really matter. That's not really real. And the, one of the realest places is in your mind. And what you think maybe that God cannot see. He sees into your mind, into your motives, into your intention, into your heart. And that's why the Bible talks about give your whole life, your whole heart, your whole mind, every ounce of your being, all of your strength, everything that you can give, give it all to God. Because even in the mind, God can see it. God can see it. This is not paying with wood chips. This is not paying with monopoly money. God sees your thoughts. And your thoughts, the way that you think, can either destroy your life or it can build your life. The first point, talking about the mind. And it's really important to understand. It is possible to commit sin with your mind. Oh, I, I, well, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But you thought it. And uh, C.M. Ward is an old uh, radio preacher. If you heard of his kind of show called Revival Time. C.M. Ward preaches uh, five sins of the mind. And I'd love to share those with you, uh, just these five sins of the mind. There are more. um, But I think these five, they're speaking to me and challenging me with the way that I'm using my mind. If you can sin with your mind, what are we talking about? The first one is corrupt and evil thoughts. And uh, that one's obvious, you know, corrupt and evil thoughts. And uh, so I'm going to move quick uh, through this one. But obviously, if you're thinking, and if you can sin with your mind, corrupt and evil thoughts against the things of God, against people who are created in the image of God, uh, things just for yourself, excluding anything that God may want you to do, corrupt and evil, that is sin. And uh, Sam Ward says, you need to change the channel. You're in control of your mind. And the things that you dwell on, the things that you think on, if you are thinking, somebody even in this room or watching online, you're thinking a corrupt and evil thought, and you wake up in the morning and you're thinking this corrupt and evil thought, you are starting to develop a plan. You need to change the channel. And you need to think on higher things. We'll get there in a second. But I think for most people here that are listening, uh, we're not necessarily dwelling on all these evil thoughts uh, Although evil thoughts maybe come and go, and we change a channel. And so maybe we're pretty good at changing the channel. So what else? How else can we sin with our mind? The second one is thoughts of pride. Thoughts of pride. It's a sin. Nothing can offend or grieve the Holy Spirit more quickly than our proud thoughts. Romans 12.3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you to not think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment, 
each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Even Jesus, who is God, left heaven and came to serve. Not to be served, but to serve. And our prideful thoughts, all about our privilege, all about our airline miles, all about being able to skip the lines, all about how awesome we are, all about how gifted we are, all about the promotion that we got or the pay increase that we got. When we start to build in our minds this prideful thinking, what does the Bible teach? That pride comes before the fall. So change the channel. The third way to sin, and like I said, there's many, and again, this is from C.M. Ward, is worry and doubt. And this is probably the most common. Worry and doubt. C.M. Ward says this. Worry is the picturing in the mind of conditions not present or consequences which have not yet appeared. It is the taking of the times and seasons out of God's hands. Put back the times and seasons, put it back into God's hands, and live in the present today. If the flowers are taken care of, if the birds are taken care of, how much more will your heavenly father take care of you? If an evil father gives his kids good gifts and not a snake like the Bible says, if an evil father does that, how much more will our perfect heavenly father give you good gifts? Don't need to live in worry. Don't need to live in doubt. And when we live there, it is sin. When we let our minds live in this anxiety, in this worry, And we're going to get to the redemptive part in a second. I know this is so encouraging for everybody. (laughs) The fourth one, Pastor Rob talked about this a little bit, about the words that come out of your mouth, but now let's go deeper into the way that you think. The fourth way to sin with your mind is being critical of others. Pastor Rob talked about muttering and murmuring. Muttering is just kind of just talking to yourself, just, I I can't believe them, can't believe that, you know. Murmuring is building a coalition, if you will, against that person that you're critical of. But even just thinking critical thoughts. Matthew 7 verse 3 says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log that's in your own eye? I love that scripture. Because anytime we get ready to be critical in our mind and start to dwell on why this person, whether they're a leader, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, a child of yours, when you are ready to be critical of that person, remember the log in your own eye. Remember the unconditional love, the grace, the mercy that's been extended to you and extend that grace and mercy in your mind, thinking good thoughts. The fifth one, we'll probably camp out here for a second. I love this. This is is old school language. This is decades old. He says, the fifth sin of the mind is the dullness of apprehension in spiritual things. Say it again. The dullness of apprehension in spiritual things. Not apprehension as in hesitant, but apprehension as in grasping and understanding. A sin of the mind is the dullness of grasping and understanding and quickening the mind in the area of spiritual things. He writes this, C.M. Ward. God's word doesn't come to us with that living power which it should when we're dull in the mind. We hear about heaven and hell and we're not moved. We read the gracious promises of a living God and they do not change our ways. 
We are enthusiastic about politics, sports, and travel. Why are we so dull in church? That's CM Ward, that's not me. (laughs) But I really think the quickening of the mind, this Until reading this, I I never really realized that this is a sin. But every time you pick up the word of God to read, maybe you read early in the morning and you're having some devotional time and you're just just letting yourself slowly wake. A little bit foggy, get a little bit distracted, pull out the phone. The Bible says that that is a sin. Quicken your mind. Quicken your mind. Quicken your spirit. Quicken within you. Pay attention. Wake up. Be alert. If we are so excited about the things that are happening in this world, but we don't get excited about the things of God, we are missing the mark, which is what sin means. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. We need to pray that God would quicken within us our minds to pay attention to what he's doing in our life. Every time we sing a worship song, how many times are you just singing the melody, lifting your hands, and you're not even thinking about it? we got to pay attention every time you pray. How many times are you just praying and it's, it's just routine and you're not even thinking about it? By the way, if you're filled with the Spirit and you pray in the Spirit, you can't just pray in the Spirit and just let your mind just wander. You're helping direct with your thoughts. What are you thinking about as you're praying in the Spirit? Use your mind. Wake up. Matthew 16 shares this story. Jesus is frustrated with his disciples. And uh, they're sailing across. They get on land and uh, they go, go, oh, shoot, we didn't bring any food. And they're with Jesus. And in Matthew 16, Jesus says to the disciples, were you not here at the feeding of the 5,000? Were you not here at the feeding of the 4,000? You saw the miracles and now you're saying, oh no, I forgot to bring food. And Jesus is challenging his disciples, don't forget the goodness of God. Maybe you're a person listening and you're saying, man, I'm, I just, I, I don't know where, I, I don't know how I'm gonna make ends meet. If, if God has provided in your past, you no longer get to say that. You get to say, God has done it before. I believe he will do it again. We need some Christ followers that are standing in their conviction, not just with their words, but with their thought life. I'm never going to be able to forgive that person. But you said that three other times with three other people, and God gave you the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive. I'll never forgive. You don't get to talk like that. That's dullness of apprehension in spiritual things. Dreaming about your future. Well, I know all the circumstances, and so it's never going to happen. Because I know this person's ready, you know, they've been here longer, or they're more gifted, or so I know it's never going to happen. Have you been promoted before? 
Has God opened any other door before? You don't get to live in the world in your thoughts of it's never going to happen. It's impossible. God has done the impossible in your life before. He can do it again. And so we need to quicken our minds and have a little bit of faith in the area of our thought. Everybody's encouraged. I just had this thought of like grasping like a muscle. And if you don't apprehend, as in grasp, if you don't apprehend, it will atrophy. And that's when you believe the lie. And that's when you get stuck in your thought. And you believe, I, you no longer feel like you have the strength. And you need to be sanctified in the area of your mind. God needs to touch your mind. And I believe in just a moment, he's going to touch some minds. The way that you think can bind you up. Scott Hagen, president of North Central University, said this. The things you can't talk about own you. You are only, Robert, Robert Drake says this, you are only as free as you think you are and freedom will always be as real as you believe it to be. The way you think can bind you up or it can set you free. So we've talked about the sins, a little heavy on the front end. And this is what we believe. Point number two is that there is redemption available to you in your mind and your thought life. There is healing available to you in your thought life. There is freedom available to you in your thought life. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Keys are coming back because we're going to be done soon. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I said it before, but we need to pray for sanctification of the mind. That God would remove evil desires, lazy thinking, that we would quicken our mind, that the Holy Spirit would have access to every part of our mind. And we give that to him. God, use our mind. The way that we think changes the way that we speak. The way that we speak changes the acts that we do. What we do develop and and create habits. Habits create a lifetime. So God sanctifies in the mind. Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our inmost thoughts and desires. The Word of God exposes our inmost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He is the one to whom we are accountable. We are accountable for our thoughts. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. 
I believe the moments we need his grace the most usually is in our mind privately. It begins in our mind. When do I need God's grace the most? I need it in my mind. Transforming who I am by the renewing of my mind. I'd love for everybody to stand here in this room. And if you're watching online, if you're able, we'd love for you to stand as well. I've had people speak a prophetic word into my life that has really changed the way that I have thought and freed me up in a lot of different ways. And I believe that prophetic word in alignment with the word of God, and if it's not, it's not prophetic, but in alignment with the word of God can free people's minds. And there are people listening, you are locked up in your mind and you need freedom, you need healing, you need redemption in your mind. And the rest of this service, we are going to respond to that. And God can free you and heal you. You didn't just come to watch a child be dedicated. You didn't just come to, man, I can't wait for the worship and just sing. You came to experience the presence of God. And God has something in store for you. I love it if we can just bow our heads and close our eyes. going to speak to the things that are in your mind that need to be bound up and thrown away. For anybody here, you there there is an addiction in your thought life. You come back to it time and time and time again and it feels like you can't escape this thought, this, I keep coming back to the same thought, whether it's about yourself, about somebody else. There's people in here, you are, you're locked up in a fence and you cannot forgive and you are offended by somebody and you need to be freed from that today. There's other people that you're, you're bound by, by worry and anxiety. There's people listening that are dealing and, and struggling through their sexual identity. And you need the truth of God in your mind to be who God created you to be. There are people in here in your mind and in your thought life. You keep coming back to this thought that you are unseen and forgotten. People in here have father and mother wounds and you can't get over. You can't get over it. People here who feel inadequate not good enough. The person who is hyper competitive, you can't not be competitive. It's all you think about is how you are positioned against somebody else. You need to be released from that. People here that are locked up in depression, hopelessness, 
suicidal thoughts. Philippians 4.8 says this, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything that is excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart. Heart meaning thought and mind as well, for they shall see God. Proverbs 4, 23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it will flow the springs of life. If you're here saying, I I need freedom in my mind. I need freedom in my mind. I I need a touch from God in my mind. God sees it all and he is ready to set you free. He is ready to transform your mind. The things that weighed you down mentally do not need to weigh you down anymore. If that list, any one of them, was you lift your hands toward heaven right now Lord you see every hand every person I thank you that we're reading this wisdom from the Bible from this person, King David, who is known as a man after your own heart, who was chosen to be the king of Israel over his brothers, not because of his great talent or great gift, but because he was chosen by God and anointed. The giant killer, David. And right now, We believe your word. And we can speak to the mountains in our life. We can speak to the giants in our life. And we can cast the mountain into the ocean. And we can kill the giant by the power of the living God. And so, Lord, I speak right now to the giant of addiction. I speak right now to the mountain of offense to the giant of worry, the giant of sexual identity, the giant of anxiety, the giant of feeling I'm unseen and I'm forgotten and nobody knows, the giant of a father or a mother wound, the giant of inadequacy or competition or depression or hopelessness and the giant of suicidal thoughts. You must go in the name of Jesus. Right now, we think on higher things. Lord, we thank you that your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. And right now, I pray that you would release a freedom in this place, in people's mind. Lord, I pray right now that there would be an anointing from heaven poured out over people's heads. God, that they would be covered. They would be protected. They would be made new, transformed by the renewing of their mind. Lord, the things that weighed them down the anxiety, the doubt, the worry, the fear, 
fear, the inadequacy, the things that pulled them down. Lord, I pray that they would be released right now by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray right now for freedom. We pray for healing. We pray for security. We pray that people here would know that they are son. They are daughter of the most high God. That you are worthy of all praise. That you are not a father that is dropping hammers, but a father that is lifting us up on your shoulders, God. You are propelling us into the great things you have in store. But it starts with the mind and we pray that you would heal minds right now in the name of Jesus. Set people free in the name of Jesus. God, do something what we think is just, it, it's, it's not monopoly money. This is the real thing, God. Would you heal minds? Heal the mental health issue. Heal the thing that somebody's dealt with for decades and decades. Heal the person from the inside out, Lord. We pray that you would move as we respond to your word, God. Would you move in the heavenly realms? Would you move in the spiritual realm? Would you move in the unseen, God? Would you move right now, freeing people up? People are walking out of here and logging off of this service. Change forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We believe it. You are able. You are able. Let's give God praise. Let's lift up his name. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. Come on, lift up your own voice. Your thoughts need to translate into your words. Your thoughts need to translate into your words. How about you give God a little bit of glory? Give him a little bit of praise. God, you are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, we magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name above every other name. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. Every giant must fall. Every mountain must be cast into the ocean. God, you are setting people free. We thank you and we declare we are confessional Christians. We are confessional we translate what is happening in the mind and we speak it out that we are being set free. Say right now, God, thank you for freeing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for renewing my mind. This is not emotionalism. This is not manipulation of a moment. This is not paying with wood chips. The spiritual realm and what God does in the unseen is more real than this stuff that is here today, gone tomorrow. And God is setting people free, making people new right now in the name of Jesus.